0: Entrepreneurship equals giving. This is the Early Days Podcast. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Early Days Podcast. It's a show about the hustle, the excitement, the ups and downs, Uh, Everything around building a business, basically, that happens in the early days. Uh, Things that are not often mentioned, that are not in those popular success stories you read online or hear on the news, on TV, on YouTube. It's a behind-the-scenes look at some of the struggles and the exciting moments of companies and entrepreneurs from all over the world. And on this episode today, we have a very special guest. It's kind of a part two continuation of our conversation from before, but also uh perhaps the start of something new or a new series dedicated to the topic of entrepreneurship uh it's kind of like a brainstorming session the guest is ben smith and we've had ben on an episode called voices from the future where we talked a lot about the future of voice meaning alexa google skills google home no alexa skills google home siri the advancements of those technologies Uh, and their implementation in the field of business. Now, this time, our conversation was slightly different and was really uh, based around the topic of entrepreneurship, mostly because Ben actually is a really seasoned entrepreneur. He's got years of experience in the area. He's consulting businesses. He's constantly talking to other entrepreneurs. And he has a lot of information and valuable experience and skills that... uh, Uh, We thought, why don't we try to leverage and uh, get him on the show and uh, talk about together and him, Julian and myself, we were just bouncing off some ideas, asking each other questions and giving our perspective on things like entrepreneurship, is it the same as giving? Uh, What are the main hurdles that prevent people from starting a business and much, much more. If you enjoyed this episode, it would really mean a lot to us. Uh, If you subscribe, share it, send it to somebody else. I really believe that there is a lot of value and some really, really gold nuggets in there. So uh, make sure you send it or share it with somebody who might find this useful and helpful at their current stage, either as an early business maker or somebody who is just about to start and needs this extra push. Now, without further ado, thank you very much for sticking with me until now. We can start with the show.
1: I mean, you can go very specific and very deep uh, within all kinds of segments. And, uh, but we can I uh, listened to one of your podcasts today about Bing ads. That uh, was quite interesting. So uh, we might give that a go as well.
2: I would try it out, man. Thanks for listening. Um, I, you know, I just find Bing to be about half the price of Google. Um, and that's it. So it's a really great test environment. No one's going to, like, you also don't feel like, I don't know anyone who uses Microsoft Bing <laughs> personally. So I, I feel like I'm not, like, spoiling my leads. I, I just feel like it's a good, like, confidential test environment that's that's inexpensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Because in Google, we probably get killed uh, from the competition for, like, very popular keywords, like, performance dress shirts or whatever. So totally, totally, yeah. Maybe Bing is, uh, is a good test ground there, yeah, like you said
0: it's worth trying out. It's a small budget, of course. You never know what kind of results you're gonna get until you try.
2: Yeah, and depending on your, you know, what what industry you're in, sometimes competition can get very like everyone knows what everyone else is doing, and so Bing is a good place to sort of sneak stuff, try different stuff out, and no one sees what you do. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's a good idea. Well, I was thinking about the the format of this uh, little chat. Uh, whether we're gonna do it uh, just once, or we might do a few of them. Um, but I was, yeah, again, listening to your podcast. I think the voice, uh, the voice topic, you cover very extensively, and very well on your podcast. So I was maybe thinking if we, if we can talk more about like the entrepreneurial side and, uh, maybe more of the business side, the personal side of anyone starting a business, something along those lines. Uh, yeah,
2: I, lo- I love that, man. I mean, I, um, what, what I've done with the voice entrepreneur is I try to do 50% uh, technology and voice and AI, and then I do 50% marketing and entrepreneur and the hustle. And um, if I if I have to be honest, I probably like the that side even more than than the voice technology stuff.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you covered, I mean, so extensively, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to? Because we're gonna be asking the same questions that you probably made an episode on, and it's just gonna be the same content.
2: Yeah, man. And, and I just, I feel like you, uh, I got a lot of compliments about our conversation. It's still one of my most popular episodes when I, when I blasted it on um, my stream, people loved it. And I still get comments. I had so many people tell me that they thought you guys were so nice, like um, over and they just said, what, what these guys are like, so kind and sweet and uh, (laughs) really liked you. They really liked you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a nice chat, and maybe we can uh, we can beat the last one. <laughs> it's nice to know that you're likable.
2: Yeah, no, I, I I think you guys should take that as a big compliment because I think likability is if you're naturally likable, that's a huge deal. So many people are not; they're really not. So so I'm. That's great for you guys. Yeah, I know. it's great.
0: How, how's the voice entrepreneur community going on?
2: Man, it's, you know what, I'm, I'm trying, like, I'm at this amazing moment where I'm trying to bring in two or three people to help me already. Um, The Voice Entrepreneur Facebook group is going to be a thousand people in the next week or so,
1: Um,
2: and it's growing so quickly, I just don't have enough time in the day to do everything. So we're going to bring in a community uh, moderator for the group. I have another guy um, who is starting to build voice entrepreneur community tools for the group. So we're going to have a job board. We're going to have a project board. And the, and the coolest thing is we're actually building our own special cross-promotion tool so that we can start to help uh, introduce discovery for voice skills, for apps, for podcasts. Uh, we have a way of cross-promoting them um, it's going to be so cool. We're building a little tool, so uh, things are just exploding. Right?
0: Is is this growing like this idea for this cross promotion tool just came up organically from the community, or where's the? Sense? Well,
2: no. I mean, what happened was this guy. Um, I mean, this is the power of the community. This guy was the guy. He lost his job, and he has a baby. And he emailed me, and he said, "Ben, can you help me? I lost my job. I don't know what to do." Mm-hmm. And you know, I was just It just out of my, you know, I I didn't think about it, but I'm like, let me help you. And we started talking and then it turned out he was this seriously talented guy. And I said, look, why don't we build a job board? Because then we could figure out a job for you. And he was like, oh, I can build the job board. And then I said, but you know, what's really interesting is I, I have this other problem. I'm like, I get, I don't know, at least 20 voice skills or podcasts or apps a week that email me asking me to mention them on on my podcast. And I can't, you know, I don't know how to answer them. And he's like, I have the best idea. I think we can build an incredible tool. And I was like, and we started talking about it. And then one thing led to another and like, here we are. So we're building this thing. It has, uh, you know, it, it could be its own side business. It's going to be really cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you're really hitting a sweet spot with the content because I was, when I was listening today, it's, uh, it's both keep giving you updates on kind of what's what's expected in the near future but then it's also the nice the practical bits of of advice and really something you can apply today or tomorrow uh, which is always very nice to have because it's something actionable when i was listening i took a few notes like the bing one and um, it's something that when someone with a business listens to we can take down some notes and actually apply that on the same day which is uh, very powerful
2: is that, is that how you guys are thinking about yours now as well?
1: Are you trying to make it uh, more actionable? Uh, well, it's uh, basically what we are trying to do is to just document the whole process. But at some point, we realized that um, documenting is nice for us to look back to, but not necessarily. I mean, someone looking at it or consuming it needs to dig deeper to get the insights. Uh, so I think we started switching a bit more to um, digesting the experience and then documenting the the actual lessons of it instead of just documenting it uh, one-to-one. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. It definitely makes it more usable for sure for other people as well or more relatable
0: in a way.
2: Yeah. No, I think you guys, when, when I've been listening to your content, I feel like you're getting more comfortable by the day. Oh, it's really funny because
0: uh, yesterday Julian sent me like one of our old videos on Instagram from about a year ago. And it was really funny just to look it at that. We're going to have a lot of fun looking back on all of those moments because uh, you see how wooden we are when, when it started <laughs> like a year ago. Like uh, it's, it's just hilarious. And now it's like second nature. You don't even think about it or you're not concerned or worried about all the little imperfections that you have.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you guys, I also feel like you do a great job um, recently of like, you're not afraid to to say if you don't know something, you know, or like if it's not going to work out or you did something wrong, like you're not afraid to be vulnerable. And I think that's very, uh, it's very, very appealing when you hear someone that's honest in that way.
0: It's a very good way to learn actually, isn't it?
2: It is. It really is yeah I, I, yeah, I feel like I learned from you guys on that. I really like what you do there.
1: yeah, last time it was a big unlock, I think when we when we chatted and you mentioned that uh, you know when we're discussing the point of at what point can you start giving advice? and you mentioned that you only need to be one chapter ahead to uh, to have the let's say the right to do so. And I think from that moment on, uh, we kind of made a, a a little mind mind shift mind switch. Uh, and we started actually vocalizing opinions and standing behind some uh, some opinions and messaging and narratives, and I think that really helped as well because then people actually see what we what we're building the brand for, and what's the idea was, the general goal, and then at that point you kind of get the true people that are that are with you on that one. I love that. I love that.
2: We're not recording, are we? Are we recording right now?
1: I actually already hit the record. So I beautiful,
2: think... beautiful. We're going. That's. I'm hoping that we caught all this. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, the conversation We're, We are <laughs> com- complimenting each other. We can just post enough. <laughs> but, but actually, <laughs> I have
0: amazing. something that you mentioned very early on, and I think I can introduce the first more formal topic of discussion. Is is we've had a, somehow a similar experience? You mentioned for when I asked you about the community that you're actually looking at other people one or two persons to come in and try to help you out and i don't know for about two months we've been talking with someone as well to come and help us out with some growth hacking ideas mostly around the podcast uh it's it's a really nice guy a student who just finished high school actually recently um but it was a very interesting process like especially for me uh getting accustomed or used to or comfortable with the fact that somebody else who is outside of me and Julian will go inside our process into our work and will start working with us, basically. Uh, And it's an interesting mix of emotions. I wouldn't say worries that much, uh, but it's not that easy, I figured out, to let go and to basically let someone new in on what you're working on. And yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this and your experiences as well, because you have more of that for sure. When you yeah. need to introduce someone new to a project that you've been working on for so much time and you have so much context uh, and this new person doesn't have a lot of that, how do you get them comfortably introduced and you yourself actually, how do you relinquish control in a way?
2: Yeah, no, I, I really know how what, what you guys are going through. I mean, you're experiencing Fantastic growth. Uh, this is your baby, and you're 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 trying to make this thing bigger. You're trying to get a little bit of scale, and then you're you're bringing someone into the fold, and you're trying to figure out how it works. And I feel like we're we've all been there. For me personally, um, I have a very specific formula that I use, and that is, I I try to do this, and this might be wrong, but I I find that it works for me. I try to do everything myself when i go from 0 to 1 so if it's never been done before then i try to do it the first time around yeah and the and and that takes some extra work sometimes like for instance right now i'm working on some video ads for instagram and for facebook now i've never done video ads for voice entrepreneur before so i'm actually when my wife falls asleep at night <laughs> i stay awake and i'm watching adobe premiere pro tutorials on YouTube and I listen and I'm, I'm just trying to get from zero to one. I'm just trying to get the first batch out. Now I could have brought in someone to do videos from the very start, but I wanted to do it myself first. I just wanted to get to one. And if I could get to one, then I would have a basic understanding of the process. I could start to create a formal process that I can hand off to somebody else. And I find that it cuts down on so much of the friction. Um, I don't. I ideally I don't want someone when they come in to be a problem solver. I want them to just simply implement. Once they implement for a while, then I would like them to problem solve the the process. But I don't want them to problem solve right from the beginning. Um, and that's my personal, uh, you know, preference on on that. Does, uh, does that make sense? It makes total sense.
0: Yes. Yeah. We we have quite a lot of. It similar experiences in that regard in a way kind of let's say doing our first photo shoot because first two ones they were kind of do-it-yourself that we learned a lot from that and now once we did last month the official professional one we kind of knew already what we wanted and we just found the right professionals to execute it's a really nice analogy to that
2: Yeah. I mean, my wife, everyone's like, you're crazy, Ben. You've been, you've been working for 20 years. Like, why do you need to learn Adobe Premiere Pro (laughs) at night? And it's like, well, no, I, I I feel like I need to know some of this so that I can help create a process. And and I'm just going to make whoever comes in that much more comfortable and, and help them in the process. And, and I feel like we're going to have much better results. So I, I, I hear what you guys are going through and, um, Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's always tough all the way around. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, but it's also a great way in this way to make sure that the person, uh, like you can set the expectations from the very beginning, because you know what the end result is because you've done it yourself.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. You have a
0: benchmark, something to adjust to.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, I had a I had a question prepared before that, so maybe it's it's a good time to ask you guys both what you think about it. Because I've I've been talking to it's a sharp right turn. It's nothing, nothing connected <laughs> with with the topic we just discussed, uh, but it's an interesting topic, and um, I had a few discussions on the just a few experiences throughout last week about it. Uh, and uh, what do you guys think is the biggest hurdle for someone starting their own business? And I'll give you just a little bit of context. Because um, I've been talking again to to a few people, and I can see that they out either looking for a new job or starting something on their own. Uh, but there's always something stopping them to do so. Uh, so, in you guys' experience, what what do you think is the biggest hurdle for people? Yeah, Ben, you can go first. You want?
2: <laughs> you sure you want me to go first on that? You guys want? Why don't you guys start on this one?
0: Okay, I'm letting you go, man. What's the biggest hurdle to start a business? That's an interesting question because I started several side projects before Dulo, but uh, like some of them mostly were just working by myself. So for me, starting was never a problem. Uh, but before something becomes actually a real business, um, at least for me, that's the perseverance. So once I lose interest very quickly, so if I don't have somebody to be accountable to, uh, or uh, someone to push me when things are not that interesting or to just share the load of work that it's out there, I kind of lose interest and jump to the next thing because, uh, you know, that's my style of work. I like to do things quickly, push them live and then somebody else can come in and clean it up and make it nicer. Uh, so for me personally, that would be, you need somebody to kind of help you out and uh, somebody who's uh, going to be, uh, keeping you accountable, you're going to need some stakes. Uh, I think most people don't have stakes when they're starting. So what what's, what are you going to lose?
1: Skin in the game. Yeah,
0: skin in the game, exactly. So in our case, now that we started this business, once we actually decided we're going to fund it with our own finances, that's a pretty uh, significant uh, reason, personally, to make sure <laughs> it succeeds and you get, first of all, the return on your investment, but also get more of that and build something bigger on top of that. Of course, a lot of people have insecurities. I think a lot of people don't believe that they can do stuff uh, on their own. I actually believe that not everyone should be uh, an entrepreneur or should try. Like people should try, but not everybody's uh, suitable for sure because it takes a lot of perseverance and discipline. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Actually, like talking about this right now, I think the biggest hurdle is lack of discipline. That's it. Because doing like starting a business requires a lot of repetition of uh, tasks that are not so interesting, uh, sometimes very hard. It takes a lot of long hours, nights, weekends, a lot of sacrifices. And come to think of it, like the biggest reason we are here today, I think, is the discipline that we have. Because basically, we're able to isolate everything that's distracting and focus on one thing and just execute. And this discipline is learned like from parenting, through sports, uh, all your life, through school as well, a little bit. But this commitment and discipline is really probably the biggest uh, factor for having or starting successfully. And I think a lot of people are lacking discipline. And some of that is psychological, some of that is physical. But yeah, I will will say this, the biggest obstacle I think is... uh, uh, discipline or the lack of discipline.
2: Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm with you. It's discipline. I mean, look, I was, we, we actually had a, my wife and I had a dinner party at our house last night. Uh, some really nice couples came over and, uh, someone asked about the voice entrepreneur podcast. And I actually mentioned that I got a really good question last night from someone in my audience on Instagram. And they, uh, they asked me a question basically about how they could uh, they, they felt like their boss was not giving them uh, good enough leads. Uh, they're a uh, trucking management company and they basically move stuff for people. And he was asking me, how does he get more sales and he wants to make more commission. And so I was, I was mentioning this and everyone said, wait a minute, you answered the guy you replied to this guy. And I was like, yeah, like that's my job. I, I try to talk to 50 or 100 people a day if if I at all possibly have the time individually. And everyone looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, what? what are, why would you do that? And and to me, that's the essence of entrepreneuring. I am willing to talk to 100 people a day as part of my discipline, as part of what I do. Those are my sit-ups. Those are my push-ups. And I do them every day. And I don't worry about what happens. I don't worry about the outcome. I just worry about that process. And to me, those Instagram talking to people—that's the process. And that's not for everybody. And that dinner party last night sure showed me that.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's it's an interesting like when you when you when you're in the room with people and you, you you can definitely tell from very early on when you're talking to somebody they have the discipline or not. I think. It's kind of once somebody starts to talk to mention excuses once uh, they're why they're not doing things, usually that's a big sign that there's a lack of discipline in there.
2: Yeah, and I'd go even further, and that is entrepreneuring is about giving. And I think way too many people are thinking about what's in it for them, and they don't view the act of entrepreneurship as an act of giving. I am doing what I'm doing because I am desperate to give to other people. I am desperate to leave a mark and to help people because I wanna be a productive member of society in this world. I wanna leave a mark. And that in part is for me, but of course it's about giving. And if you shift to what can you give, then all of a sudden, entrepreneuring is a gift, it's a gift. And that's what creates the discipline for me. But I think not enough people think about it in that manner.
0: No, especially that like, we have a very short experience, of course, but when we talk to other people who are outside of our process, not that familiar not following that closely, it's interesting when we're having discussions and we tell about our business. And I think the expectations of external people is that we are, once you started and you have a logo, you have a website, you have a product, that you're already successful. Uh, but people don't really see those sit-ups and push-ups and like, all the reps that you have to do.
2: No man, my I, I, uh, I I'll sneak in three minutes at ten o'clock at night to reply to people, you know. Before I go to bed, I'll be right next to my wife in bed. Um, sometimes when I'm with my three kids and we're at the zoo, you know, I'll sneak in a text message to somebody. To me, that's part of the work, um, but I love it. I love it. That's that's the job.
0: What's the most like the most popular question that you're getting? I'm curious.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I would say the most popular question really revolves around this, which is how do you get started? How do you get off? How do you get how did you do it? How do you, you know, how do you do a podcast? How do you talk to people? Um, they they're they're all some variation of just getting up the nerve to do it. And for me, I think that this giant leap occurs if you if you just decide that you're gonna stop caring what people think just a little bit, that you don't care if they judge you. I mean, I came from a corporate world of Google and YouTube, and a lot of my friends from the Google and YouTube era have gone on, they're big time executives now. Big time executives at all of the tech companies across Silicon Valley. And I had a fear, because they look at me and they're like, geez, Ben, you're a self-promoting guy, you're not attached to any company. You, you're making a fool out of yourself. And I had to just give that up and say, well, if they feel that way, then that's the way it is. But when I took a tiny leap and I saw that no one really cared, then I could go further. And when you and and so it's just one inch at a time. So being yourself is the best thing you can do. And when you start to feel like yourself, it just it, it turns into this amazing, you know, self-perpetuating cycle. And, and and that to me is is one of the best parts about doing this.
1: Yeah, you build momentum. I, I've also noticed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you? You guys must feel it, right? You you have that feeling like you're you're being yourself for, for take it or leave it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, especially because once you start, I mean, like marie said, everyone can start something. But if you've been pushing something, let's say one year, one year and a half, two years, then you see that you are obviously ahead of anyone else who hasn't started anything so i think that gives you kind of a confidence and then once you have that confidence i think the you usually care about opinions of people that you think are better than you and once you think you're ahead of most people then you i mean those opinions i do respect them but i don't necessarily put much value on them um so that i guess stops uh Stops me from thinking about their opinions, I guess, in a way.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have my definition of a great person and a successful person is going to be really, really different than other people. And I now embrace my definition of what a, what a great person, what a cool person, what an interesting person does. That's really different for me now. And uh, sometimes that's that's lonely, to be honest. As an entrepreneur, I think being lonely is one of the biggest hazards of the job. Because it's very unnatural. People don't know what you go through. And I find myself wanting to share all these stories. And it's people like you that I end up talking with and, and I get to listen to your stories. Um, but I really do think loneliness is, is, is one of the major, major downsides of, of this job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially considering if you're, cause if you're in that frame of mind of building and creating things all the time, your mind is going from one thing to another, from one thought to another, always evaluating, looking for weaknesses, things to change. And that can lead you to really also quite a, I wouldn't say a dark, but negative frame of mind sometimes. If things are not going as you expected or not as fast as you expected, you can start looking for mistakes where there are none, of course. Sometimes things just take place and it's a quite a lonely state of mind
2: yeah yeah it's uh, uh I, I've, I've noticed that uh, entrepreneurs like to stick together put it that way
0: yeah well it makes sense kind of a tribe
1: yeah yeah so how would you because for me the biggest the biggest goal at least for in my personal view for our for our branding and messaging would be to um. At the current moment encourage more people to start something it doesn't have to be a business it could be just registering on a freelancing website doing a few hours a week or opening or flipping stuff on amazon just some some sort of a side activity and income um at this point in time and how would you like i i struggle sometimes to communicate with people that i see might have potential they definitely are not happy with where they're working at and um i just like with without giving I guess I don't know how to communicate that there might be a better option. They should look into the other options and put some time in them. Um, but I just find that some people block that that idea in general. They just think that it should be a nine to five job. The other option is to find another nine to five job. So maybe you guys have some uh, some experience communicating with those types of folks. I think it comes to fear. Like I think people are afraid of change.
0: It's it's that simple. Uh, for me, at least, like there's probably other factors, but fear and again, it comes to discipline. It takes a lot of effort to go and look for another job or to go and do something extra. Actually, it takes more effort to start a side hustle, I think, than uh, finding just changing jobs. Because uh, it's a yeah, a side hustle is a long-term commitment, ideally. But I think the fear of the unknown of the change that's like the the biggest like a big obstacle for people not wanting to do that, or well, maybe not even considering this.
2: Yeah. And and for me, I I think it and I mentioned this a little bit before. For me, I really try when I talk to other people that are on the fence like that, I try to shift the conversation. I don't I, I try to shift it to what would you like to give the world? How do you like to express yourself? What's inside of you that you want to give people? And I take it away from money because I feel like most of these people view things as jobs and as a paycheck, and as a supporting their life, and paying for their family, and they think about it in terms of bills. And I try to shift the conversation to, what's inside of you that you can give people? What what would they like? What would they like to receive? What's a little bit different about you that you really like to get out there? Like, what could we get out there? What's weird about you? Let's get that out there. And when we start talking in that way, I find that the conversation shifts a bit. And eventually, we'll talk about how it makes money, or or how it provides a living, or pays for your family. But for now, to me, it's just about getting that initial conversation of "Wait a minute, I have I have a gift. I have something to give people." And to me, that's a big leap.
0: That's a very nice positive uh, way of looking at that. Yeah, I think mine is more on the negative side. Like, but I think <laughs> that's also how I view things. Like, I think, yeah, I think there's this, and there's that, and there's like uh, always. Uh, more like there's an explanation that goes swings more to the negative side probably but i like ben's uh, analogy also the previous one about giving and this one that you have something inside that needs to go go out and to be shared with the world it's really nice
2: yeah well i mean i look at your clothing and and to me that's a beautiful expression you're saying look this is the way people should look this is the way people should feel this should move in line with the way of the world, action and and movement and lines, and that's exciting to me. Like uh, that's an incredible gift that you're giving to us. And my my wife is a is actually a fashion stylist, and she styles very famous musicians and female celebrities. And she's styled everyone from George Clooney to everybody, uh, George, Julia Roberts to everybody, Angelina Jolie, and. Uh, it's such a gift—the gift, the gift of beauty, and the gift of fashion, the gift of lines, the the gift of movement. Um, I, I'm just impressed with what you guys do, and I would just encourage you to keep figuring out what's individual, what's unique about what you're giving us, uh, because it it is very beautiful. Yeah, it's a really interesting you know, challenge,
0: actually. The, what what
2: to, fig- to figure out?
0: What do you want to say to the world? Because when we started initially. The the whole thing was just an idea. Let's solve your own pro, Let's solve our own problem, right? And then, eventually, you have traction. You build something else. You have a product, and then, uh, yeah, after one year, this product is actually at a very good. You're very confident to put it out there live to with other to share it with other people. But then, to get them excited, you need to start building the brands. And it's like a lot of entrepreneurs, and I've read that somewhere, I don't remember where exactly, but like if you're selling a product online or you're making a product, first you build a product and then you start building a brand. But what is this brand about? And this is also becomes, it's a very personal question because what do you want to build? Because initially you just want to make a product, something that you want to wear. You're not really worried that much about commercial side of it that much. Uh, and suddenly you're in a situation where you need to consider that and it becomes very important because there are a lot of things tied to it uh and yeah it's an interesting dilemma and question
1: yeah i have a really really good follow-up for that uh, because i was like the, the the conversation we just said i never thought until you mentioned it but i never thought about the actual product like i was just thinking about branding and uh Like our our content as well lately has been a lot more about branding than the product, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's that's something we should fix. But how do you balance uh, when you communicate? How do you balance sending out the message and the branding part of it, uh, along with the sales aspect of actually promoting the product itself?
2: Yeah, I mean, it really to me it depends on, of course, what you're doing to a certain extent. Um, For the most part, I really just believe that uh, the, the best products and services, they, they, they're, they're trying to create some sort of change in this world. And the, the more you understand what that change is that you're trying to, to create, the faster it is, uh, that that you have something important to say. And when you have something important to say, the, the world is your oyster. So, um, I work with, uh, you know, I have a consulting company called Chance Bending Ventures. I work with everyone from, I've worked with Fortune 500 companies to early stage startups. I work with a lot of celebrities and I've, I'm actually doing a lot of NBA players recently and helping them with their branding. And to me, it really starts with this idea of what, what can you give? And when you understand what you can give, then you say, okay, how is that different than what's here today? And, and then once you can start to answer that, then I start saying, okay, well then, how how do you give that? And what what is that product? What is that service? So with this particular MBA player that I'm working with right now, we have a great sense of who he is. Um, we have a very good sense now of how he's different. He loves art. He's he's all about visual elements and and art. And so now we're taking his Instagram and we're starting to. Uh, talk about his love of art his collection of artists the way that he communicates with artists the way that he inspires artists and over time we're going to actually create products that fit this new art and mba world now that's brand new you know but we're going in that direction um, if if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah it's an interesting balance because um, in the beginning i did I mean, we didn't have the branding, I think, down. I mean, we we had the product because it was solving our own problem, but we didn't really necessarily know what we want to communicate to the world. And it's uh, the narrative that we're trying to establish now has always been something that we've discussed between the both of us. But I guess we never had the confidence or or the track record to actually vocalize that.
2: Well, well, do you know, I mean, can you share with me now? Um, Is it something you need to think about a little while?
1: no no, I think it's exactly that just uh, just encouraging people to start uh, you know through documenting our process and uh, hopefully we become uh, more and more successful and going back you, you always have that day one because we, we wherever we, we go we always have the, the first video the first blog post uh, and we want to use that ammunition and in, in the process uh, in the current process to just encourage people to start and if something fails then start again try something a different way. Um, that's the that's the main thing that we wanna we wanna be communicating now, and hopefully in the future, once we have a bigger audience or bigger resources, we can help them uh, with those resources. But yeah, I think that's just the, the branding message now, and it's just about how how we how should we think. I mean, how we are thinking about I
2: mean, even, even from earlier in this conversation, like when we were talking about what it makes means to be a great entrepreneur and how to get started. You mentioned discipline. You guys emphasize dis- discipline quite a bit. What does it mean to have discipline? I think that if your brand talks about that, if if your brand reflects those values, if it reflects what it takes to create discipline, that that is going to be really interesting. What does it mean for your shirt to have discipline? Um, I think that's interesting and I think you can answer that question. What does it mean to have clothing that that helps you and, and create and establish a mood? right mm-hmm. Clothing can do that. I know when I wear certain clothes, I get into a certain mood. Well, what is that mood? What is that conversation? What does it mean to be an entrepreneur? What does an entrepreneur look like? I like. I want to have that conversation with you guys and your brand.
1: Yeah. yeah it's a fair point again. I think we, we both nodded. We didn't have the camera on, but we both nodded at each other. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I'm deeply in thought right in, now. <laughs> We're uh, in agreement. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's cool. It's cool. I I'm I have to say I'm pretty jealous of what you're doing. I've i I've always had aspirations. I would love to you know to have a, an entrepreneurial clothing line. And then you guys went out and did it. So no, hats
1: off, can hats can off to you. We can always do a collaboration. <laughs> that's right. That's right. For Julian, historical one, because I cannot remember.
0: Did we when we were starting and discussing the first ideas about what the brand is to be? Was it always about the, with the focus on entrepreneurship
1: no no that's the, no it wasn't it was just because uh, we we did i don't think we had any branding like we didn't even know what the term branding would be uh we were just creating the product that we wanted to make for ourselves and then but that that the whole notion of, of discussing that narrative that people should be more proactive and disciplined and, and and all that entails in in creating uh something for yourself i think we always had those conversations between the two of us or with some other friends, like-minded people, but we never like made the connection that we should actually introduce our own passions and, and thoughts into the company and the messaging, which we're kind of making the connection now, uh, but we just started with the, with the product in mind. Yeah, it just takes time to be comfortable with being who you are and expressing it clearly, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's, it's crazy when you start becoming yourself. You know, it really is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, we we yeah we have something to think about. But again, thanks for for stirring that pot. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I I know that that uh, I love talking with you guys, and it's it's so much fun to get. I, I feel like these are brainstorm sessions for all of us, and uh, I learned so much from you guys. And uh, I just love following your your you know what you're doing. I listen to the podcast. I love the new website. Uh, Everything is like sometimes you just have to tell other entrepreneurs what you're doing is working. It really is working. Uh, But I know sometimes it's hard to tell when you're right in the middle of it.
1: Yeah. A view from the study always helps. Uh, I guess, yeah, and likewise. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't consume much content. That's why I usually binge, binge listen to your shows. I did, uh, I think seven or eight today, on speed two in the office. Um, but yeah, I mean, the content that again, it's, it's, it's a real tell when I listen to something and then I have to take notes because usually that it's always the same thing. People kind of repeat each other. Uh, but with your content, I took a few notes and uh, we're going to be implementing that in the in the future
2: thanks guys i uh yeah i mean i'm just working hard i'm just trying to get better you know i want to get a lot better i want to make everything a lot more actionable for everybody have a lot more conversations with people i want to just touch more people so um hopefully we can have a lot more of these and uh and hopefully get to a lot more people yeah
1: yeah yeah i think that's a good good note hey, to wrap up on
2: yeah cool well thank you guys so much
1: No, thank you. But now you you guys have a long weekend now,
2: right? Yeah, we well, we have 4th of July tomorrow, which is our Independence Day here in the United States. Then most people take Thursday and Friday off this year. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a nice long, long holiday here.
1: (laughs) Nice. Recharge the batteries a bit, see the family. Yeah. Yeah. And let the second half of the year start.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Get back to work.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, Ben. Well, yeah, let's definitely do another one of these. uh Sometimes in the future, we will arrange it, and uh, yeah, talk to you all soon. All right, guys, make
2: sure you do your thing, man. I'm watching. I'm watching. Don't 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 let up now.
1: Likewise. Oh, now we right. we haven't started yet.
2: Beautiful. All right, beautiful. All right, <laughs> talk to you guys later.
1: Greetings to the family. Yeah. Ben, enjoy the holidays. Uh, happy
0: Fourth of July. Bye.
2: Thanks, guys. Bye. No,
0: bye. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, we would really appreciate your support by liking, rating, subscribing to the Early Days podcast. This program is produced and hosted by Dulo. That's me and Julian. And as we mentioned in the very beginning, we make non-iron dresses from performance fabrics. If you want to learn more, head over to WearDulo.com. That's W-E-A-R-D-U-L-O.com and take a look at our products, our story, and the journey of how we're building the business.